You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, everybody, check out the Break the Bell podcast, where we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. For a weekly dose of our take on what's going on in the world mixed with a side of history. Find us wherever podcasts are found or on social media handle at Break the Bell Pod. And most importantly, never stop talking. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. Well, hello there, folks. Not a voice you expected for On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez, but it is, yes, Brian Nichols here from The Brian Nichols Show. Welcome to On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez. I am filling in for our dear host. He is feeling a little under the weather. Don't know if he wants me to share this, but he got the vid. Oh, goodness. We're praying for our our dear buddy, Remzo. But with that, thank you, Remzo, for uh, handing the reins over on the run. I'm looking forward to having a conversation here with uh, your audience and and with you, the audience of On the Run. I I appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, expanding freedom outside of politics. How can we go ahead and actually get freedom beyond this whole political realm we find ourselves in and actually get it into action. And I I was given this topic by Remzo, and it's interesting, right? Remzo and I is is similar as we find ourselves to be at times. There's also a little bit of differences between us, and I think the way I'm taking this is how do we get beyond looking at freedom from a perspective of policy or talking about it and actually live a free life? And I asked that kind of knowing the answer, because this is something that we've been digging into over at the Brian Nichols Show, um, specifically focusing on that of personal liberty, right? Personal freedom. How do you, as a person, how do you, as an individual, maximize your own personal freedom, your own personal liberty. And in turn, how does that reflect on freedom across the board? So when we're talking about expanding freedom beyond the realm of politics, I think it's important to first focus on, well, what's what's going to help change the conversation? And, and it, first, it starts with us, right? We, we have to be living, breathing examples of what it means to live a truly free lifestyle. But with that, it's not just a libertine lifestyle, but truly one of liberty and with that personal responsibility. So holding yourself accountable, holding your family accountable, helping protect your family being there for one another, standing up for morals, standing up for virtue. So being that best version of yourself will just inevitably help create a domino effect across the board in your 
greater family, your community? And how important would that be? If you could see freedom actually impacting your life directly right now. Think about how that would reflect on those around you. Seeing you be successful, but living and breathing the tenets of liberty and freedom through your own actions. And when we talk about selling liberty over my network, uh, on my network, my goodness, don't worry, Chris, not taking over, we are libertarians. Uh, no, on my show, uh, the Brian Nichols show, um, we're talking about how do we sell liberty, right? And we sell that liberty by creating value. So in this case, the value we're creating is a better version of ourselves. And and how awesome is it to sell that version of yourself versus what the version of yourself prior to those around you? To show, hey, this stuff works. This liberty stuff works. So that's the first part, part of it, right? Making ourselves the best version of ourselves to then be the best version of ourselves for our families and our communities. But then beyond just what can we do for ourselves, let's look at different avenues beyond politics where we can help really change the conversation. One of the areas that I have been identifying as a very successful means of changing the conversation has been that of the culture. Telling stories, having conversations with folks. Here's something that a lot of folks just don't want to acknowledge for whatever reason. And that is, and this is kind of in the Ben Shapiro thought, you know, that the facts don't care about your feelings. We get that. We get it. We get it. Facts don't care about your feelings. But here's the truth. Feelings sell. Right? So if we're trying to relate to people and actually get freedom across to people in a different way than just regurgitating the books we've read, well, then it starts out with us approaching things in a different way by telling stories, right? By being able to appeal to those emotions. In sales, one thing we talk about, and we've been talking about this over on the Brian Nichols show, is when you're trying to sell to someone and they're making that impulse decision, that that true gut instinct when it actually comes down to deciding whether they're going to buy the product, the service, whatever it may be, that decision is made entirely on emotion, on feeling. And then after the fact is rationalized with logic and reason. Telling yourself, okay, I, I bought oh, I bought that car that had all the extra bells and whistles. Oh, I don't know if I should have done that. Well, you know, now that I think about it, you know, it had it has the the the, the seats that warm up, right? So if we have the seats that warm up, it, you know, I, I live in a cold area, so I I guess it's okay. I guess spending the extra, you know, extra bit of money on the car isn't that terrible, right? I, I got all the, you know, the, the extra surround sound because I'm in my car all the time. So I listen to music all the time. So why not listen to the better audio quality, right? We rationalize, we, we, we explain away why we made the decision. So let's make it easier on ourselves. This is one of the things, um, when we talk about marketing, marketing and sales are, are your know, best friends because marketing is pretty much 
helping just pre-frame people to, to be more open to the initial sales pitch, right? So, so I, in my, my day job, I lead a sales team. And one of the, the roles, uh, that my team plays are those trying to peak of a, a peaking interest. And, and how do we peak interest to get the, the person, the prospect we're talking to, to want to ask more questions? So inevitably, when we're talking about, you know, reaching people through culture, what can we, what stories can we tell that will get people to ask more questions? To, to say, tell me more. Now, I think off the top of my head, you know, I look at Richard Jewell. I just watched that over, uh, you know, here um, this, this past holiday. And it was phenomenal from a storytelling perspective, showing how crooked and, and deceitful, in this case, the FBI was towards Richard Jewell in trying to frame him as the bomber at the Atlanta Olympics solely with the goal of trying to complete their case. So in telling that story, right, now we are able to tell, in this case, a pro, and obviously we are on the We Are Libertarians Network, a pro-libertarian message, or at the very least a small L libertarian pro-individual liberty message through the culture that can resonate with people that we otherwise wouldn't be communicating with. So through the culture, right? Super important. What people like Matt Kibbe and his amazing group over at Free the People are doing. Being able to communicate these ideas and help people understand what it is that we actually believe in. What is it that the proponents of liberty believe? And how do we show the value, right? And this is one of the most important aspects is showing how we are selling the value. Now, what will we see, right, when we're doing this as an immediate outcome? Will it be an immediate outcome? That's actually a question I know a lot of people will ask. And the answer is probably not. (laughs) Um, What we see, right, when when we're selling liberty, it's it's not something that happens overnight. When we're when we're trying to expand liberty into the culture, into society, it has to be a mindset change. You, you know, you look at how did same-sex marriage become essentially the law of the land? Oh, I mean it was before the Supreme Court decision, Obergefell, right? It was a, a culture change. It was the culture accepting same-sex marriage as okay. Or at the very least, not as questionable as it was, right? So, what are libertarians going to do to help change the culture? It also goes beyond just going into the movies, right? I, I say I said the movies. I say it jokingly because, yes, that's what everybody thinks of, but you can do other things besides movies. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here at the Brian Nichols Show and on, on the run? We're, we're having these conversations. 
these long-form conversations about issues that people care about. And, and it's focusing on the issues that people care about that will actually lead us to long-term success. So the culture is great. We talk about the culture. We talk about ourselves, focusing on ourselves, making ourselves the best version of ourselves going forward. How about in society, living the don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff mentality, right? When we go out and we support those organizations that, that support what it means to be a pro-liberty, pro-freedom organization, then we are, in turn, helping the market work. We are, in turn, acting as market forces. So, like, right now, <laughs> we're recording here on the, the Friday, the 29th of January, after we just watched the Game Stonks uh, whole incident take place, which, whew, what a situation that's been, right? But... It was an opportunity, not necessarily maybe to support something that we, we wanted to support, but watch in turn the market, in this case, react to something they didn't support. Now, was there politics based in this? Eh, kind of, yeah, right. However, exclusively politics? No, it's, it's, it's a market force. An area, again, I think we absolutely need to focus on. I'm like, if, if you have been living a free lifestyle, like you, you, you've been showing what it means to have freedom impact your life for the better, then don't you kind of have an obligation to tell people about it? So here, I'll, I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll be vulnerable. I'll kind of tell my story, right? So back in the day, around 10 years ago, uh, yours truly here, I was, I was up I was, I was hefty. I was just about 15 pounds short of 400 pounds. Um, and you know, it was, it was not only physically limiting, limiting my, my personal freedom, which I mean, that, that itself is, is a whole thing, <laughs> but mentally, I mean, it was a lot, right? To, to know that you would walk into the classroom and have to look at those, those really uncomfortable desks. You know, the ones that the, the piece of uh, like the, the front that you'd write on, like the actual desk part was attached to the chair. And I would look at that gap and I'd think when I fit now I'm six, five, I, I carry it. Well, like I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a muscular dude, but I mean, six, five, 380, 80, 85 pounds. It, it, you can only call yourself so muscular to to a certain point, right? And I realized how little I was able to really do because of my physical limitations holding me back, but also the mental limitations holding me back. And when I realized that it was something I could control or at least start to work towards controlling. That was when I, I got this like sense of enthusiasm. 
Because I mean, because how easy is it to 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 like lose that sense of enthusiasm? And if you think about it, right? If you're honest, that's kind of what stops people. I mean, I saw a really funny quote the other day. It's never your uh, successful friends who are posting communist quotes. I mean, boom, R- really accurate, right? A little bit too on the on the nose, but like, yeah. <laughs> if if you have no motivation, if you have no, if you have no umption in your gumption to get going in the morning because of those restrictions in your own life. Well, yeah, you, you have a negative outlook. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, pick on any people in particular, but in my own personal life, I see it firsthand. You know, there are, there are loved ones who I see, you know, they're, <laughs> they're living a life that I don't know how they're living it. One of just kind of going through the motions. You all know somebody like that. I'm sure of it. And you kind of, you, you, you wish you could help them. But then there comes that like that, that need to, to need to help yourself. Right? Like, and you can't, you can't, you can't turn that on off for somebody else. They have to want to do it themselves. You, you can't find... You can't find the other person's spark. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, I see too often... And maybe this is, is one thing in politics in general, it, it does make sense when you you look at how we approach different political issues, but our friends in the left tend to look at government as a means of, of helping get that spark, but it's not, (laughs) it's not, it's not its role. It never has been government's role to to give the spark. I, I mean, if there ever is an argument for government in general, it, it, what is it? it? It's to be that referee. Now, Dave Smith had a, a phenomenal breakdown of this kind of myth of the government being the referee. And uh, it's funny because you see it so obvious, people calling out the, the government not being the referee <laughs> and actually being a, a corrupt player in the game itself. But our friends in the left still think that you can, you can help take over that referee <laughs> or, or, or influence the referee. And in this case to help not just call balls and strikes, but to actually help keep the game going almost like in the UFC with uh, you know, big John McCarthy helping facilitate the fight saying, come on, gentlemen work. That's, that's what they're looking the government to do. That's not the government's job. There's no, there's no incentive structure in place for the government to be that spark, right? Besides just this idea of communal pressure. But you don't need, you don't need government to, to, to be that communal pressure unless your communal pressure is that with a gun. And I, I'm sorry, if you want to be that person, 
using government to be the enforcer with the guns. Do you want that? I don't. I'll tell you why I don't want that, because I know as soon as we give that, that government the guns to enforce whatever moral good we're, we're saying it is that week, you know darn well it's going to be used against you. Because if you have this democratic society that we have today, that we all praise so much, all it takes is that 50 plus one majority to switch sides. And then this monster that has been used to squash dissidents can now be used to squash you. So, with our final 10 minutes here, expanding freedom beyond politics. I lost weight. Yeah. That was the, uh, the end of that story. <laughs> I, I realized I never, I never finished. I ended up going on this, this venture to, to lose weight. I, I ended up dropping about 180 pounds at, uh, the, uh, the actual like max weight loss, which was wild in its own regard. But I say that all that, uh, because it is, it is liberating the chance, the freedom to be able to now live your life as, as you would want to, because you were no longer being constrained by those limiting factors. And, and I think that for me was easily one of the biggest moments in my life where I, I realized the importance of, of these ideas that we talk about, right? And, and this is something I think we need to get better at as, as a group, as a, a larger liberty movement. I know the irony, right? <laughs> our, our collective group movement needs to get better at doing this. But, you know, we, we do need to get better at em, embracing um, you know, libertarian ideals, small l, not libertine. And if you get upset <laughs> at that, you know, that, that phrasing, then, well, then I'm sorry that that's part of the reason that we're not connecting with folks, because it does require us to show that it, with this crazy idea of, you know, personal responsibility, individual liberty, right? That society won't go into absolute ruin, <laughs> uh, which which I know people are are surprised to hear that that is that is is not the end game of a libertarian society. How about that? So uh, yes, it, it does go across uh, you know many many you know different areas, expanding this this personal liberty. So so Remzo as he's recovering from the vid, um, <laughs> I, I pray I pray um, he's good to go. And and with that, um, you know, if you are enjoying what we're doing here on today's episode of On the Run with Remzo Martinez, well then you're in store for Delta and more over on my show, uh, The Brian Nichols Show, which is a part of the Greater We Are Libertarians Network. And, and to what Remzo uh, asked me to do here at the show is, is to, yes, sometimes look at how can we talk about this stuff outside of the realm of politics. Um, because too often, I think, as we wrap up here, right, one of the things I, I focus on, as I've, I've said many, many a time on the, my show, is, is sales. And part of sales is communicating with people that – sometimes more often than not are adverse to 
our messaging, our ideas, just because when you start to go in through the mindset of, well, I'm not like you, I'm not part of your tribe, uh, the, the, the flags go up. <laughs> and it's on us to overcome those initial objections, right? When we're talking about sales, one of the, the key aspects is always that of overcoming objections. And the best way to overcome those objections is to actually understand well, where's the objection coming from. And in this case, I, I think we have done a not good job in the greater liberty movement of trying to understand where the objections are coming from, from folks outside of, yes, our our confines of our Facebook groups, right? It, you know, we, we too often get stuck inside our Facebook message groups and think that we have the right idea. We think we know what people need to care about. And so often we're so ready to tell them, but until we actually go and have that conversation with them and, and ask them, ask them what their problem is and, and be ready to understand what's the true objection. Why is it that they're not taking that first step, right? So when we're looking to actually get liberty into action, we can get liberty into action outside of politics. And, and actually, it goes hand in hand. We can't move liberty forward in in policy without it first being moved forward in the culture, in areas outside of the traditional realms that we would think of when we're talking about the ideas of liberty, you know, freedom, personal responsibility. Now it's going into more of what can we do without having, you know, the government help us. <laughs> and I say help us very loosely. Um, so, folks, did you enjoy today's episode of On the Run with Brian A. Nichols, not Rem Remzo W. Martinez? Uh, a little different there in the name and a little different in the delivery. Obviously, Remzo, um, you know, he, he's doing these these great episodes every single week here on uh, the We Are Libertarians Network for his amazing podcast. And I could not begin to try to fill the shoes uh, that, that Remzo has here uh, doing great work, um, not only building up his empire, but also having great conversations with with amazing people, uh, you know, ranging from the, the folks like Hannah Cox to uh, to my goodness, Ben Stein uh, and, and all those in between. Right. And this. Uh, and, oh, by the way, if you didn't get the chance yet to check out his awesome conversation with uh, yours truly also with our good mutual friend Gary Collins, where we talk about aliens. Yes, aliens. Um, pretty much it's, it's confirmed. Aliens are here. Um, thanks. Thanks, U.S. government for actually telling us the truth. Uh, last year, 2020, when the world was on fire, they're like, ah, just toss this in end of the year. Just the subtle confirmation that, yes, aliens uh, have, in fact, visited planet Earth. That's fun. Um, so anyways, yes, what we're doing um, here on on the run today with with uh, my yours, yours, yours truly, uh, Brian Nichols here, uh, over my show, The Brian Nichols Show, is having conversations with folks um, really focused on talking about the issues that are really driving right now the conversations in America and focusing on those issues, but in the, the way that it actually uh, pertains to real people, being able to communicate the ideas, the and really the value in these ideas, painting that that better tomorrow for your average person. That's what we're trying to do here at the Brian Nichols Show by having uh, folks on the show who are able to articulate the visions, right? To articulate the messaging. That's what we need to be doing more of, not just you know in, in greater podcasting, but also in the greater liberty movement. Don't feel that you have to be the uh, the one person who can give all the answers. That's not your job, nor should you want to be your job. If you're good at one particular thing, then be the best version of yourself 
when it comes to actually doing that one particular thing. And the more you focus on becoming the best version of yourself, the focus on becoming the best version of whatever that particular skill is, being the best at it, then guess what? You are going to become that trusted advisor for others out there in that one particular area. And then you can become that that expert that goes out uh, and talks to people about this particular issue. And, and believe it or not, you don't need to be the uh, the jack of all trades, right? Because you do, in, in fact, end up being the master of none. And we need to instead uh, embrace the ideas of, of personal differences, right? Embrace the ideas that we all have different approaches. We all have um, different perspectives. But at the end of the day, the approach that's going to find the most success is that of being a problem solver, right? Showing people that we care, but also showing that we we walk the walk as we talk the talk. So uh, with all that being said, folks, uh, thank you for for strapping in for a different episode of On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I will be filling in again coming up here uh, on the, uh, the next episode as well, where I'll be answering the question, why libertarianism? Why liberty, right? And it's going to be a little bit of a different conversation, but uh, one that will absolutely be worth the time. So folks, if you enjoyed uh, this different episode of On the Run, well, do me a favor, go ahead and follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Minds.com at B Nichols Liberty. If you enjoyed the show, email me, Brian at Brian at Nicholsshow.com. Also, if you do find yourself uh, enjoying the program uh, of the Brian Nichols Show, well, please do me a favor. Uh, on top of doing your traditional rating and review here for uh, the amazing On the Run with Rims W. Martinez, while you're there, head over, give uh, the Brian Nichols Show a five star rating and review tell folks what value you're getting from the show and why uh, you decide to become a subscriber and uh, with that also please make sure you uh, go ahead and wish remzo uh, well wishes hopefully he is feeling better um, as uh, he he gets the vid out of his system so with that being said folks thank you so much for joining us here on the run with remzo w martinez i am your fill-in host brian nichols we'll see you next week Listening to the We Are Libertarians Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at WeAreLibertarians.com, like the Chris Spangle Show, Liberty Explained, The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Freedom Strips with Keaton Tucker, On the Run with Rimzo Martinez, Gingerarchy with Trisha Stewart Mann, Upward Libertarian Activism, and now hear this. Tune in now and we're going to help you sound smarter when talking with your friends. 